Okay, with MTS Poppet, uh, Hate Can Kill is a 30-minute documentary played at a diversity film festival. It's really uh kind of an intense, interesting film. So you can you have a you can explain it more than I, I can, but basically the, the gist is that a, a certain gentleman was murdered by five white supremacist white white supremacist uh, skinheads in 1998. And this is sort of the reaction and basically what kind of the tragedy that happened after that effect. Is that a correct assessment of your film? Yes, yes. So it, there was uh, Shahid Nirmal Singh Gill was the caretaker at a Gurudwara here in uh, in BC. Um, and he was doing his night watch and he was murdered by white, uh, five white supremacists uh, who are drunk. Um, and so this happened in 98 where I did a, sh uh, a short documentary. But this uh, year marked the 25th anniversary and they did an unveiling of his portrait. So I um, took more additional footage and talk about what's happened since uh, then, since uh, 25 years ago. Uh, there was another uh, shooting in Wisconsin. Uh, the, um, there was a murder at the Quebec mosque um, and, and it continues. So it was important to not just keep that story alive that this issue hasn't died. People are still being um, killed because of who they are and because of hate. And um, that's uh, and it's won over fifty film festival awards so far. This new version. So we're doing this podcast in the early November two thousand twenty three. So it's a pretty interesting time that we're talking about this because everything everything that's happened in uh, with Gaza and Israel in the last like five weeks, and so and basically the lot hate crimes are up everywhere. It seems like correct. Yeah, in fact, some people said that, oh, it's going to be difficult to watch your film because we're watching all this carnage on on the news and so on. And, you know, we've been seeing a rise of, of violence and hate-based violence uh, here uh, in uh, Turtle Island, North America, or around the world. Um, but it's important to talk about that, the fact that um, that we live in, in a land which has been colonized and um, there's been a reaction uh, we've seen that and down the states uh, with, uh, you know, the takeover of the capital um, and also here in Canada uh, that, that there are um, these history of uh, white supremacists that still exist in, uh, in our midst. While we're focused on terrorists abroad, that we have terrorists living amongst us um, who, um, who are hateful and, and will go to the extent of killing people. Yeah, domestic terrorism, which 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 a certain population or a certain government or certain politicians don't want to bring up, I guess, right? Because right, uh, those and people I think vote. That's why, I, I, those those domestic terrorists vote, right? So basically, they like it's sort of a crazy thing that they can't condemn something like. But go ahead. So I apologize. Yeah, no, I think that's why the film is still uh, striking a chord, and and a lot of people want to watch it twenty five years later, and and questioning. What has changed in the last 25 years or what has really changed, you know, that, you know, people have been fighting for justice and equality in the 60s, you know, the civil rights movement and, you know, I don't know more here in, in uh, Canada and so on. But like what has really changed and how much change is there that, yes, there is change. We have made progress, but there's also pushback by those people who don't want to change and who uh, still propagate hate uh, to the extent of killing people. Yeah. So okay. So tell me about. So did you 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 mentioned that you made a film, uh, like 24, 25 years ago about this, and then you kind of re rehashed it like again. 
Yeah, rehash it because it was the 25th anniversary and they unveiled his portrait. And uh, so it was an opportunity to to uh, to mark that and but also to do more in, um, interviews and analysis 25 years later as in terms of what has changed and what still needs to happen in terms of um, government complicity and the fact that, you know, our uh, hate crime legislation is just, are just too weak, uh, that this continues to happen and, and people who are still promoting, uh, whether it's everyday um, bigotry or, uh, or organized by um, militias and, and, and Nazi or white supremacists, they still continue. So I guess the positive uh, about your film would be that, or the world that we live in now, is that you're able to to make this film. You, you're not going to get censored. You're not going to get your you you still have the right to basically speak your your mind, your point of view, which is in other places in the world you're not not so much right. So we're a little bit ahead of of of, of the curve in some nations. Would you? I, I don't know. Would would you argue that? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, it's I'm surprisingly getting a lot of negative feedback too. Sure. Was one but that's everybody's right, I guess, right? But there's one film festival accused of my film of being racist, you know, by by talking about these things. And 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 I said, well, you know, well, what what do you mean? Well, says we're we're not like India. Yeah, I said, but you know, we have a history of colonization. We have a history of white supremacism. So how yeah. is that talking about that? How is that racist? Oh well I'm Indian. Like you know it, it's really that these kind of reactions are still happening. Can you uh, tell me people... about? Can you tell me about that experience? Do you, do you, I, don't, I don't know if you want to name the festival, but they, it was like a festival programmer would yeah called you and told you that they 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 uh, they first of all accepted the film and then they after the fact it was an online film festival similar to the diversity and and um, they said oh we let you know that we decided to pull your film because we found it to be racist and <laughs> it's the Western Canadian. Uh, film festival, um, and I I think that's really shocking. I did, I think that film should be that festival should be boycotted, and um, that um, uh, freeway should not uh, give them space to to uh, to have a film festival. So okay, so then basically, but that's 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 they're basically, but in in, in a most because it's not. I don't think your film is racist. I've watched your film a couple times. It's. You're right. You're just you're telling a story. Like you're 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 a documentarian. You're basically <clears throat> you're telling a situation that occurred, and you're telling and you're giving and you're interviewing people's point of views of what occurred. I don't think that's really racist, right? So, and I think what's important about the film and and some of the audience reaction is that that I tried to get diversity of views and I tried to get the lens of the older generation also. The younger generation, like a high school student, how how they feel about you know the racism that still exists and so on, and also you know um, uh, from the indigenous lens, getting some people from the indigenous community, and closing with an elder who has a uh, spiritual pl- uh, prayer for healing, because you know after seeing this, it is pretty horrendous that this is one of many stories that we've seen here, um, and it's good to have some healing that happens as well. Okay, so tell me about uh, what the, the I guess you kind of like the main thematic is what has changed in twenty five years. Uh, so what has changed in twenty five years since since it happened and, and now? Well, I think there's more awareness that this continues to happen. Yeah, right. And in in twenty five years, it continues to happen that you know we we had soon after what happened in uh, here in, in in British Columbia, there was a similar shooting 
in Wisconsin in a gurudwara in a, in a Sikh temple, and then most recently there was an attack at a, a mosque in Quebec City, um, and other places in the U.S. These things continue to happen. Um, you know, people running down people because of of their race or their color or their gender identity or sexual orientation. That that bigotry is still alive. Um, you know, globally, and and that uh, there's more awareness about it. But what hasn't changed is that that uh, there's still complicity uh, by our leaders and our governments who are not doing much about it. Our hate crime um, legislation is very weak, and then um, people are still getting away with it. People are still organizing, and we have still these domestic terrorists who are threatening to kill us because of who we are. Yeah, hundred percent. And then obviously, the world has changed in twenty five years as well. Like social media, information age, in terms of like about stories like this, there's more more information. But then at the same time, there's more uh, divisiveness. There's more hate, I guess, too, right? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, they're using social media for hate too. But again, I'm thinking back that so this this kind of uh, activism started, you know, in the '60s with the civil rights movement and so on. Um, and even, you know, like Stonewall and, and uh, the queer rights movement and so on. But we're still fighting. You know, that's my guess to me, is that here we are, we're still fighting. We're, we still have people being killed uh, because of who they are. And um, what is our government doing about it? You know, people storming and trying to take over um, the capital because uh, they want to protect white supremacy. And that's what it is. Well, they 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 thought a, a, an election was stolen by by a person who wants to be a dictator, and basically he kind of manipulated them to basically fight for what he wanted, I guess, right? So, yeah, and you know they use that to accuse others of doing the same. Um, but yeah, you're right. The world has changed. That now we have proliferation of um, social media, um, and so we're seeing a lot more things. But then there, you know, so there's now more division because of that too. And I was just thinking, you know, you talk about Gaza and so on, that, you know, our parents lived through World War II, but we, they didn't have social media and immediate stuff. So I think we're seeing more reality now than than we had been seeing in the past. So you're saying the racists have, have come out, come have, have come under the, the rock, I guess, right? And exposed themselves as who they are because of social media. Oh, no, they've always been there, you know, but they well, were... That's what they I mean. They, they, covering, they've always been there. They're they're just, they've been white they were, they were covering themselves in white hoods and so on. And they used to, but the thing is they're in a minority now, right? So they're using social media to amplify themselves. They used to have huge, huge marches, you know, in the fifties in our cities and so on. And and they had a lot, a lot more support. So they weren't such a minority. They're much more of a minority now than they, they have been, but they're using social media to, to, um, to educate and mobilize. But they're also recruiting, they're recruiting youth into militias and so on. And we're seeing that with the rise, you know, those those uh, torches and Proud Boys and so on. We're seeing that, that that there there's a rise in recruitment going on. So, um, yeah, it is precarious times, but we need to be, we need to know what's going on. We need to be vigilant and uh, we need to make ourselves aware that, you know, we share these lands, uh, which are belong to indigenous people. And uh, we colonize these lands and, and we're part of the problem that we need to be part of the solution. 
Yeah, and I, and and I and I think that they're they're able to recruit because the people are when people are vulnerable and they're and they're they they and there's so much misinformation out there, right? It's like it's like and then you see it now with the even with the university kids in the last like five weeks, like they like they they don't know all the information and they're making their ideologies about they're they're misinformed, I guess, right? And it's kind of sad in a way. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, and then media is used to misinform too, right? Uh, you know, like 1984, like rewriting history and so on. Because, you know, here what's going on with the conflict in the Middle East is there's propaganda on both sides and people don't know what to believe, right? And yeah. and, and that that causes more division and more hate. So we're seeing uh, the rise of Islamophobia and anti-Semitism on both sides. And, you know, people not coming together, understanding that we have a common problem here. I mean, there's a lot of Jews who want peace and justice in the Middle East. Um, and 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 so do Palestinians. Everybody wants to see peace. Um, but the same thing happened here is is like you know in terms of white supremacy, is that you know white people think they're that they are under threat and they have to fight for their existence. So because we have uh, uh, you know uh, indigenous rights and and black people fighting for their rights, white people think they need to fight for their rights as if they're going to have somehow lose their their privilege, which is not the case, right? Uh, but there's that fear, and that's why a lot of these um, minority youth and others who are organizing white supremacist incels um, are a threat uh, to our lives. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. So in terms of this, making this documentary, so we, what did you do? Did you, you had more kind of like you, you kind of saved all this, a lot of the footage from from 25 years ago? How did you kind of put this together? No, I mean, there was the original uh, a documentary, which was a short 15-minute documentary. Yeah. Um, so I kept that footage and and just shot more more footage and added to it. So now it's in a half an hour documentary. And the arc, I think, is really striking a chord because, like I said, it's won 50, over 50 film festival awards, mm -hmm. which I was quite surprised by because for me, just being selected in the film festival and watching people seeing it, is 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 an award enough right but the fact that you know people are um liking the story and 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 seeing that it's important to to tell or to retell even 25 years later um i'm i'm honored for that so your film has played uh in many different countries it's played in india united states canada qatar malaysia uh south korea uh to name a few basically i'm just australia portugal france Singapore. Uh, so basically, it's played a lot, a lot of places around the world, and it, there seems to be a universal theme that that is occurring with your film. It's a Canadian story, right? A Canadian kind of conflict, but this is this this conflict seems to be universal, which is perhaps why it's playing at so many festivals around the world. Well, it is a Canadian story. It's a North American story, but yeah. it's also a, a, a global story that yeah. that hate and bigotry still exists globally, right? In Europe and in everywhere and that it, it can happen to a small town here in in in, um, in in British Columbia but it can happen anywhere so I think that that's striking a chord but also 25 years ago there weren't as many film festivals around the world and and there was no uh, social media and a uh, way of so I was surprised that all these film festivals around the world are screening my film and, and getting all these awards but yeah the world has changed in the last 25 years in terms of 
media and more awareness, more film festivals, more channels to watch on our YouTube. So um, yeah. yeah, the world has changed. So I think uh, that the people are still interested in the story, I think is great. Yeah, 100%. What is the reaction all been the same? I know we, we'll, we'll touch on what we did. Uh, we send you the audience, but have you like South Korea, for example, from, then you're, you're, the film is played in the Middle East and Qatar. Like, has it been, how has the, has the, action, the reaction been different than, or well, like? Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm getting feedback from the, uh, the film festivals and so on. And, uh, you know, I don't get feedback from around the world, but some of the local film festivals, people are, are having very similar reactions to the one that uh, that uh, I've seen from the Diversity Film Festival uh, about why this film is striking a chord, why it's winning so many awards. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy I recut the film and uh, I'm uh, people are watching it even now. I'm going to do some screenings in, um, in schools uh, in the next month or so, colleges and schools. I'm doing some lectures about the film and the importance of showing diversity and inclusion in filmmaking. hundred percent. So what do you, what do you, this, this is sort of like, is this is, this is kind of your calling. Is this what you do for a living and, or, or. Yeah, no, I, it is my calling. Not necessarily it makes a living. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on some other projects too, but you know, when the 25th anniversary happened and there was an unveiling of uh, Shahid Nirmal Singh's portrait, I, I, I thought it was important to uh to uh to recut the film uh there's an opportunity and, and i'm glad i did it it's striking such a chord incidentally um the uh, where the unveiling took place um the person who did the unveiling of the portrait uh himself was killed um last month um by another form of hate in the same parking lot so you know it, it continues that this kind of hate yeah or different kinds of hate. So, and then we sent the. Was there anything specific in the audience feedback video that we uh, sent you from the audience that, that 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 jumped out for you? What they had to say about your film? No, I mean the again, people still being shocked that uh, that this kind of stuff continues and and people continue to die because of who they are. Um, even you know, today it can happen anytime, but and it's not stopping. But um, people enjoy. People like the arc of the story, that the way it's been told, the inclusion of diverse voices, and I think the other one was that because there was over five thousand people who showed up at that rally because people were in shock in our community. Uh, so many different organizations that came, and and that struck a chord for them. Uh, the opening of the film, you see different march banners and people marching, uh, and the background there there is a drum, an indigenous drum. Uh, that's keeping the pace of that. So it's sort of like an indigenous recognition of um, uh, uh, that that these are colonized lands. That that you know that's the beginning of where colonization and uh, uh, bigotry and hate began, but it continues. And where where are you from originally? Are you were you born in Canada? Yeah, hey, I'm actually born uh, in Tanzania, in East Africa. Uh, my grandfather came from India. So and I'm Muslim. I'm not even Sikh. But that doesn't matter. And I think that's what's uh, important about uh, this film and, and the fact that I'm doing lectures. I'm doing a lecture uh, in, in a, next week uh, at a university about, um, uh, you know, uh, making inclusive, having an inclusive lens in filmmaking that we need to tell stories, uh, not just about ourselves, but our neighbors 
and making sure that all voices are included. Uh, and that's how we can affect change. Yeah, and communication is key, right? Like you like we're like yeah. I said, we're talking about now about like how there's misinformation on both sides in the conflict right now. But basically there's like people are not talking to each other. They it's easier to basically feel the hate inside of you than than the compromise, I guess, right? So in so that's like yeah, it's- you know, hate is is based on misinformation, but also um, comfort. People use using that that sort of misinformation to make you feel insecure. It's that insecurity or, or lack of personal confidence, the fear that your race is going to disappear, and that you have to you know to purify or 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 do ethnic cleansing. Um, to keep your your people, your identity alive, and you actually have to kill for that. And people do that in the name of religion. I don't know any religion um, suggests that we should kill people. Uh, religion, you know, whether you're religious or not, uh, most religions uh, uh, preach peace, you know, and, and love their neighbor and, and and that kind of stuff. But that's not what's going on. Yeah, and I and I guess what happen, what's happening now too is that everybody basically won't listen to anybody that's on the other person's. I'm being general, of course, but it's like if you have a point of view, the other person's just going to say you're wrong. Like it's like it's like everybody's kind of so is 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 held. They're so kind of like there. There's no communication happening about people's different points of view and different perspectives, different roles that they lived. Everybody just basically is either you're on my side or you're not on my side in a sense, right? Yeah, I mean, we live in a history of segregation based on class, based on color, based on gender. Um, uh, and and that creates mistrust, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that creates bigotry. Um, if people can live together in neighborhoods and so on, like, you know, I, in, well, I lived in, Af- in Tanzania where we had unofficial apartheid, you know, white people lived up the hill Indian people lived uh, down here, and the African people lived down far down down that way. Yeah. That's also been the history here in North America, right? Yeah. We have ghettos and and so on. You know, black people live there, Chinese people live there, and Indian people live there, and so on. And that creates, you know, uh, isolation, lack of understanding, mistrust, and 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 uh, you know, if people can just live. Uh, together and have goodwill and uh and learn to understand each other that you know we are the same we are the same blood and that we can live together and share these lands and and uh not dominate other people um and other people's lands yes you know it's really sad what happened in with the holocaust and so on with israel but now you're doing the same thing with the palestinian people does that make right do two wrongs make a right they don't we have to learn from history right that that you know injustice was made against the Jews. They, they were, the Holocaust was horrible. What Germany did, or what Japan did to other nations, and so on. But we need to learn from that, and we have to correct our mistakes and and not repeat them. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a difficult uh, situation, right? So, in terms of like, yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to get too much into it because I, it's just basically it will lead to a whole thing. But I think what your what your film is doing is that it's starting conversation. And I think that's what your agenda is. And I and like by while by playing in all around the world and different areas, different perspectives, different cultures, kind of kind of uh, 
basically taking in your film this is a cliche kind of comment i'm going to make but we're more similar than we are different right that's sort of what yeah you're to say. no and and i think that's why i am I'm, I'm really happy that, that the film is striking a chord yeah. it is making people think about huh this this really happened and not that this has happened it continues to happen right yeah and then what's going on like oh and what is our complicity and what is our responsibility about this and what can we do to make a difference and to change right yeah on that note uh we're very honored to show your film at our festival it's fantastic and uh it's interesting that you brought it back and and it's getting the same it's getting this whole new audience whole new generation to yeah. kind of take in what's happening so you're you're keeping the memory alive as well of the tragedy so i think that that's also important in itself as well so well you know i mean i'm in touch with uh his daughter uh and who's an immigrant here in uh in in canada who had just gotten his permanent residency and is planning to go and visit his family in uh in india and and she's been in touch with me on facebook and she's also grateful that i'm keeping uh her father's memory alive that uh, we we have to keep on uh, retelling the story, you know. That here's an immigrant uh, from India who came here to to make a better life and and ended up the way he did. On that note, though, let's talk. Hopefully, we'll talk again uh, when you make another film. And uh, congratulations on the success of this one. Thank you. Thanks for having me. One, two, three, four, five.